You're listening to a sermon from St. John's Anglican in Cranbourne. To find out more about us, head to cranbourneanglican.org.au. Well, friends, welcome this morning to our service. My name is Jimmy Young and I'm the Assistant Minister here. It's my great pleasure to be speaking to you on this Good Friday. Why do we call it Good Friday? It holds a bit of a strange place in the Australian calendar. It's the one day a year that our shops are all closed. And it's kind of odd because for the rest of the year, we kind of avoid talking about death and religion. Yet Good Friday is full of it. Why is Good Friday good? Now, even the least spiritual and religious of us know that Good Friday has something to do with Jesus and his death and something to do with the Bible. But essentially what it comes down to is the same question that everyone asks of Jesus in the text. Who are you? Who is Jesus? Pilate asks Jesus, who are you? The soldiers ask, who is this man? The criminals by his side, who is this man? Even the disciples are asking, who is Jesus? I wonder how you would answer that question. Who is Jesus? In fact, I want to do something for a moment. I want us to take out something, anything, our phones, a piece of paper, or even just our heads. And I want you to write down your answer to that question. What would you say, the first thing that pops into your head, who is Jesus? I'm going to give you 30 seconds to write it on your phone or a piece of paper or just to go over in your head. What is your response to this question, who is Jesus? I'll give you 30 seconds. Well, let me pray for us. God, I pray that you would reveal who you are to us this morning. That as we open your word, as we hear from your word, that we would see for ourselves who Jesus is. Open our eyes and our ears and our hearts, Lord, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. There was a tradition In Jerusalem at the time, that at the Passover feast, there would be a prisoner release that just as God had passed over Israel, the sins of a prisoner would be passed over and they would be released. And so we find this interesting exchange from verse 18, where Pilate is putting forward Jesus as a man to be released, but the crowd wants Barabbas. Now, we don't know very much about Barabbas. We only know that he's a murderer. He's guilty of of holding up, making an insurrection, a riot. He's a thug. He's guilty. 
And this is what we read from Luke 23. They all shouted together, away with this fellow Jesus, release Barabbas for us. This was a man who had been put in prison for an insurrection that had taken place in the city and for murder, a bad guy. Pilate, wanting to release Jesus, addressed them again, but they kept shouting, crucify, crucify him. A third time he said to him, what evil has he done? I've found no ground for the sentence of death. I'll instead have him flogged and then release him. But they kept urgently demanding with loud shouts that he should be crucified. And their voices prevailed. So Pilate gave his verdict that their demand should be granted. He released the man they asked for, the one who had been put in prison for insurrection and murder. And he handed Jesus over as they wished. It's an interesting thing, isn't it? Pilate essentially holds the fate of these two men in his hand. Jesus, the son of God, and Barabbas, the son of destruction, the son of murder, the thug. Who do you want? And the crowd shouts, we want Barabbas. We want Barabbas, the one, the rioting one, the murdering one, the, the, the thug. We don't want Jesus. We don't want the one who heals. We don't want the one who, who loves, who has a kingdom that cannot be seen. We want Barabbas. And in fact, many ways, we often are asked the same question, who do you want? And too many times our response is, we want Barabbas. We don't want the way of Jesus. We want Barabbas. We're enticed by fame and power and influence and violence. Who do you want? We want Barabbas. And what we see is that Jesus is led away by Roman soldiers to be crucified. It's hard to see this as a good Friday. This is not a good Friday. This is a disastrous Friday, a wretched Friday, a horrendous Friday. This is the Friday where Jesus is led away by Roman soldiers to be killed. This is the Friday where Jesus is led upon a cross, the ultimate shame with criminals by his side, as it says in 32 and 34. They crucified Jesus there with the criminals, one on his right and one on his left. That's the place for criminals. This is the Friday where Jesus mocked at by the soldiers. Uh, they cast lots to divide his clothing. As Jesus says, forgive them. They do not know what they are doing. They mock him, insult him. They spit at him. This is the Friday where Jesus Christ, Son of God, second person of the Trinity, entrusts his spirit to God and dies upon the cross. Why do we call this day Good Friday? Because on the surface, it looks like this is a terrible Friday, a horrendous Friday, a wretched Friday, the worst of all Fridays. 
And yet here's the truth. You will never see Good Friday as good until you see what Jesus is doing. Good Friday is good because Jesus stands in our place. Jesus is a substitute. Good Friday is good because it's our place that Jesus takes. That Jesus is treated like a criminal so that those who trust in him may never have their sins be judged as evil on the last day. That Jesus is stripped of his robes so that we who trust in Jesus may be clothed with the right standing of heaven. That Jesus experiences the curse of crucifixion so that those who trust in him may not have the curse of sin placed upon them again. That Jesus experiences the withdrawal of the favor of God so that those who trust in him may never wonder again whether God will forsake or leave them. At the same time, Jesus experiences the mocking the spitting, the insulting, the beating. He dies so that those who are the mockers, who are the insulters, may be forgiven. You see, Good Friday will never be good for us until we can say five very important words. It should have been me. It should have been me. Consider the plight of Barabbas for a moment. We don't know much about Barabbas except that he's a murderer, that he's, he's a thug, that he leads riots, that he's a rebellious kind of spirit. And you can imagine on this day what might have been going through Barabbas' head. He knows that this is the end. This is the day that is appointed for him to die. The Roman authorities don't have to make a new crucifix for Jesus. The crucifix prepared is the one prepared for Barabbas. This is the day that he will die. And I can imagine sitting in his cell, chained, that he can hear the soldiers coming. He knows that this is the time appointed. He knows what's coming. He knows that he will die and suddenly the Roman soldiers open up his cell and take off his shackles and say, Barabbas, you can go free. What? How can this be? I know where I'm headed. I know what I've done. What has happened? Jesus took your place. Jesus took your place, Barabbas. See, it's even more interesting than that. Barabbas is not only a name, but a title of sorts. You see, Barabbas comes from two Hebrew words, Bar meaning son, and Abbas meaning father. Barabbas was a son of the father who was led free or set free because Jesus, the son of God, died in his place. That's what makes Good Friday good. That Jesus Christ, the Son of God, willingly walked 
towards death, humiliation, insult, mocking, spitting, so that sons and daughters of the Father might be set free. That's us. If you trust in Jesus, you are a son or a daughter of the Father who is set free because Jesus took your place. That's why we celebrate. That's why this is not just a good Friday, but a great Friday, the best Friday, a wonderful Friday because Jesus died for me. So friend, I hope you can say that. I hope you can say and see that it should have been you who died in that place. But it wasn't. It was the Son of God, Jesus Christ, who died so that sinners might become sons and daughters of the Father. And in fact, when you realize that, there really is no other response to the question asked by the text, who is Jesus, than the response given by the centurion in Mark. He says this, When he saw the way he breathed his life, he said, truly, this man is God's son. Let me pray for us right now. God, we thank you that on this Friday we remember exactly what Jesus did. That this day of horror, this day of wretchedness, this day of disaster was not the disaster it first seemed, but in fact, the day that we were set free. God, I pray for us who know this story would be reminded of exactly why this day is so good. God, I pray for those of us who have forgotten that we would be reminded of why this day is so good. God, I pray for those of us who do not know, who do not call Jesus our Savior, might see that it was their place he took. God, I pray that you would help us see this day for what it was, a great victory that the Son of God won. The day when sons and daughters were set free because Jesus died in their place. Amen.